Matthews Oil Company, four generations. Hey, listen, it's worth the phone call. And if you, you know, let them work for you, it's a $50 credit if you mention our program. Call right now. Get a free quote, Matthews Energy Company. Tell them I would like to save money on my natural gas bill or electric bill. 401-942-7500. 401-942-7500. Matthews Energy Company. Folks, at 1233, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge. A great meal is waiting for you. You want to have a great night? Have a great meal at the Coesed Inn. So, and I want to um, just come back to it. So we're going to watch some of the headlines today. Of which the news is going to be all over the place, obviously. And I get it with, um, yes, with uh, with what's happening with the first lady in town. And, and as I have said, you know, one advantage that that brings is it certainly becomes a little bit of a news blockout for both the Funk campaign and for the, um, the Kalis campaign. So... So that is, um, I'm just looking at checking a Secret Service fields. They've been cleaned up, ready for the arrival later this afternoon. So the local media, they're going to be at the airport. And they're going to, you know, the whole thing with the touchdown. So what Governor McKee gets today is, oh, wow, this is interesting. Okay, this is very, very interesting. Okay, uh, I'm just seeing this for the first time where Ted Nisi New poll finds Dan McKee leading Ashley Kalis by seven points versus only one point in the Globe poll earlier this month. Now, wait a minute. I don't understand that one. Let me just uh, hold on. Oh, wait a minute. And let me read the story here. Ted Nisi. Democrats say party poll shows magazine are gaining ground. GOP argues Fung is still ahead. Okay, Democrats say they see the race for the second moving to Seth Magaziner. Negative ads from both sides. They said they pulled uh, results. They're tied at 48% each. 5% are undecided. So they're saying CD2 race is too close to call. 48% dead heat. They declined to share the full survey, a polling memo. Notably, the party committee failed to include the third candidate, Bill Gilbert who has received as much as 5% in other surveys. Fung led in the only two public polls released this month, 46 to 40 in the Channel 12 poll and 45 to 37 in the Boston Globe poll. Magazine's own campaign released a survey showing Fung ahead, but by less, 43 to 40. In the governor's race, They say they have Dan McKee at 51%. That puts him over 50% in the second district with Republican Ashley Kalis at 44% and 4% undecided. That would be an improvement for McKee over the Globe poll that had him only leaning by a point in the second district. So now if their poll is accurate, CD2, where she's expected and needs to do well, 
they're saying that they have McKee has now gone over 50 percent. Now, again, this is the Democratic Congressional Committee, so they're not releasing all their information. But they have the race at 51 to 44 with 4 percent undecided. So what does that mean? That means that even if she gains the 4 percent, she goes to 48. He wins. Now, that's just CD2 now. That's the Langevin seat. That he, McKee would still beat her for 51 to 48. And then you have some of the um, the other people. Now, they're not polling. I don't believe they would be polling CD1, the Cicilline district, because they're not concerned about that race. What they are concerned about is, in fact, the CD2, the magazine of Fung race. Punchbowl News, a Capitol Hill news outlet, first report the super PAC additional spending describing Fung as a GOP leadership favorite. He's going to be in Boston. Number two House Republican Steve Scalise. Magazine is getting support from First Lady Jill Biden. So, folks, that is going to be a very tight race. But I'll say this. Now, one thing that Fung is getting that Ashley Kalis is not getting is the Republican National Governors Association. They're not spending any money yet in Rhode Island. So last night, someone was mentioning to me maybe that they would come in and spend money. Well, here's the thing about that at 1238. They only come in and spend money. Uh, Ashley Kalis could use it. But the only way they do that is she would have to be within the margin of error. She needs a bump. She needs a bump. People were telling me last night they feel the enthusiasm. There is enthusiasm. They feel she has momentum. She does have momentum. But if McKee is leading in CD2, then he's definitely leading in CD1. So I would be, now he could be wrong, but I would be willing to, Governor McKee may feel he's got this race. And I want to repeat that on this Wednesday, October 26th. It would be good for him to feel that he has the race. Actually, it'd be better for her if he starts to panic because he's afraid he doesn't have the race. Uh, Because then that's when you make mistakes. But right now, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, based on the polling numbers, Ashley Kalis needs, she needs something to happen. She needs to flip the race. And I also want to mention, I don't think she can count on that she's got two debates next week. She has two scheduled, radio debate, and then she's supposed to do a Channel 10 debate against Governor McKee. Now, it is certainly out there that Governor McKee did the final debate against Helena Folks on Channel 12, and what happened? He didn't have a good final debate. And Helena Folks got the momentum, and Helena Folks beat him at the polls on primary day. So it's definitely out there. A rumor, and I'm not saying, you know, it's a hundred percent, but it's floated out there that maybe on the Thursday of the what's supposed to be the final debate, Governor McKee suddenly has COVID and can't can't make it. Now, someone was saying to me that they believe that Channel Ten would do the empty podium. I don't believe that. Number one, the empty podium to me, I've never really seen that work because you need the other person there. It turns into, you know what? I've tried to watch an empty podium debate. It's boring. And I don't watch it. And you don't watch the other person reacting. 
I also don't think if Governor McKee announced next Thursday that he had COVID, I don't think the television station would give her the podium on a medical reason. Now, there are uh, candidates that skip debates. They don't do them. And they do do the open podium, but they they never get a bounce out of it. People want to see it. You know why? Because a lot of people end up not watching it. They watch for a few minutes. They say, okay, this is boring, and they flip it off. You compare that to what happened last night with John Fetterman, uh, the lieutenant governor, and Dr. Oz. And if that had been an empty empty podium, it's not the same thing. Dr. Oz is going to win this race because of that debate last night. Debates still matter. I don't think think it's interesting. Channel 12 is doing the final congressional debate. A lot of people still don't have Channel 12. They're also do, they're doing a four o'clock in the afternoon debate next Thursday. Alan, uh, Alan Fung against General Treasurer Seth Magaziner. It's four o'clock. It's on Channel 12, which a lot of people because of the FiOS dispute still don't get. So I think that's advantage Fung. If you have the lead, the debates really don't help you that much. So I don't know what to make of this speculation, and there's a lot of it out there, that McKee just says, I promised her three debates. By doing the radio debate, that's debate number three, and then, oh, he's got COVID. Would Channel 12 do an empty podium if Governor McKee had COVID and couldn't make the final debate? I, I don't believe that. I don't think they would, not because of a, uh, a health situation. And it's not like he was rushed to the hospital. COVID, as I've told you, COVID has become an acceptable, convenient excuse that that gets no questions. No one asks for a doctor's note. No one says, how are they doing? Oh, you know, mild symptoms, resting at home, communicating with staff, blah, blah, blah. Folks, this portion of the program, speaking of COVID, it's brought by AtMed Urgent Care. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich at Med Urgent Care. Urgent Care Facility, comprehensive outpatient health care individuals and families. They specialize in ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. Cost-efficient health care alternative the next time you have an emergency. At Med Urgent Care, walk-in routine, urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, laboratory, adult vaccinations, and they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. It's At Med Urgent Care. Folks, you can find them online at atmedurgentcare.net. And again, next time it's emergency, you have someone, yourself, or a coworker, family member, when it's an emergency, you need them to be seen right away at Urgent Care. I have visited both facilities, both times seen by doctors and nurses in less than 30 minutes at Urgent Care. Check out the Johnston location, 1524 Avenue, Johnston, 5750 Post Road in East Greenwich. So that's pretty dramatic polling. And... Um, It's hopeful. There's still time. There is still time for the Kalis campaign. The Fung Magazine campaign, that one is is really one to watch because the Democrat poll says Magaziner is gaining on Fung. And if he can show momentum, if he can show that he is cutting into the lead, you know, this could then lead to they bring in a high profile individual. You know, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe was mentioning like a Barack Obama. Now, 
I want to, again, mention, you, you have to remember, if you're a fun voter, then Barack Obama coming in probably wouldn't make a difference. But if you're a Democrat voter, and then Barack Obama were to come in, and I'm not saying he's going to, but if he was going to come in for Seth Magaziner, that, that could... That could make a difference. That could get some Democrat voters to decide they're going to vote for Seth Magaziner. It could. A problem for Mayor Fung, if there is one, is I just don't think there's a high-profile Republican that could come in. The Democrats feel that the Magaziner-Fung race is still a winnable race. If you're voting for Fung, it won't matter who's, who they bring in. Right to to campaign on behalf of Magaziner. But if you are a Democrat that's voting for Fung or you are an undecided voter, then, you know, they're going to they may come out with a commercial featuring Senator Jack Reed. Um, It's possible. Maybe maybe Gina Raimondo comes in. I, I mean, I don't think so. But just because she kind of has stayed out of the fray, she certainly didn't campaign for a friend Helena Folks. Still not what sure what to make of that. Notice Helena Folks is not campaigning for Dan McKee. Nellie Gorbea is not camp- campaigning for McKee. Uh, again, two separate races. But I believe at 1246, and I also, I recognize folks, the Kalis people, they're doing their own internal polling. Uh, they, and I know what it's like, when people are running for office, Everyone in the world gives them advice. Everywhere they go, people tell them, you should do this. You should do that. But once in a while, there's something that emerges. And you can really start to nail it down and see people react to. Now, I noticed it last night. Last night, when Shane from Centerdale Revival, when he was on stage... And he started talking about, and same thing with Dick Fawcett in the classroom, and what they're teaching in the classroom in parents. It got a big reaction from the crowd. I hope the Ashley Kalis people are watching that video today. Because I have thought all along, when it comes to education, they need to be more about, they're going to be focused on what's good, what parents want. How parents don't want some of these things that are taught in the classroom. I thought that was interesting last night because it wasn't the candidates saying it that was getting the reaction from the crowd. It was the speakers that were saying it. And it did get a big reaction from the crowd. So I thought if you're the Kalis people, you you got to feel good. Uh, but the thing is, it has to be followed up. It was big that it was in Pawtucket. They need to do another rally. They need to do one, as I said, in North Providence. They should do one in Woodsocket. They should do one in Portsmouth. They should do one in Johnson. They need to start cranking out these rallies. You know, it was actually pretty effective. People liked it. People were enthusiastic. They had some different speakers. They got the crowd going. Uh, they had music. They had food. Uh, she's got the big truck there, the, you know, the camper, whatever you want to call it, RV. That is very well done. And she's really coming to her own. So if if the uh, Democrats are out with a poll, and I want to look at that again, that is showing that um, magazine is closing. But in CD2, I, I don't know how accurate those numbers are. But the fact that they even put something out 
that shows Governor McKee right now in the second district at a 51 to 44, seven point race. If Ashley Kalis could get him down below 50 in the second district now, right? That's the Langevin seat. Cranston, Warwick, West Warwick, North Kingstown, Johnston, Narragansett. If she, if he could, parts of Providence, if she could knock him down a little bit and, and get dead even with him, she could use some uh, national money coming into the race that has been absent. But what I would be fearful of is if he's beating her in CD2, then how, how much is he ahead in CD1, right? In the Pawtucket, Providence, East Providence, Central Falls. If he's at 51 to 44, she could be at 39 in CD1, and he could be a little bit higher in the 50s. It also shows folks that, you know, all those other people on the ballot are not having any effect on the race. So... Again, I want to be very clear. A lot of time to go. Today becomes, if Jill Biden serves any purpose today, it's it acts as a news blackout, blackout, whatever you want to call it, for anyone trying to garner attention or visibility today. Because, you know, the channel, the, the newscasts are not going to go longer. They're not going to do a longer newscast. They're not going to, the news is the news. And... What Kalis needs is she needs, she needs, to, I believe, I've already said what I think has to happen, but she needs to really upend the race. She needs to do something to really turn this over and flip it over. Something dramatic needs to happen. Or if, if it doesn't, then Governor McKee, he's not going to win big, but he'll win. And they must feel good if they if they actually have a poll that shows him above 50 percent, then that, you know, they must be celebrating. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. Now, again, I want to be very clear. They're not fully releasing the poll. It's a Democrat poll. Could be a little bit of a push poll. But the fact that they're releasing something that shows that she's only trailing him by seven points, that's pretty significant. Is brought by J. Perry Paving. Hey, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coatings, free estimate for any project. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. J. Perry Paving has your back. It's affordable, smooth and safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, licensed and insured, contracted company. It's J. Perry Paving. And remember, no one is better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them today. If you are a veteran or your dad is or your mom or your uncle or your brother or your father, mother, call J. Perry Paving no one has a better package and treats veterans better. 401-732-1730. Free quote, 401-732-1730. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Folks, at 1252, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. In Pennsylvania... Senate turns dead heat. I am telling you right now, Dr. Oz is going to win that race. Boy, that was that was a huge moment 
in politics last night, if you saw any of you've seen the clips, that Fetterman, he's the lieutenant governor, and he's this huge, humongous guy, and he's got tattoos and the big bald head and the goatee, and he wears hoodies and shorts, and he suffered a stroke in May. And that's the first time that people have ever really seen him in real time. He needed a closed caption. But, boy, it, I mean, the, the reviews of it are just painful spectacle and awkward pauses and errors. And right now, that see, that's what it takes. Oz has been trailing. Oz, in August, was trailing him by 9 to 10 points. Dr. Oz, who is very good on television, was very good last night. Listen, they all make mistakes. Dr. Oz made a, a small mistake saying that certain decisions should be left up to local political leaders. All right. So it was a minor mistake. He'll be able to come back. But you can't ignore. I mean, the guy was like Frankenstein up there. And the stopping and starting, I mean, I played some of the last hour. E- even people that wanted to support the guy were saying that it was uncomfortable to watch. That's why I just wonder... The final debate for governor, channel 12, channel um, 10, excuse me, you know, I'm wrong. The final debate is on channel 10. I was wrong. Strike what I said earlier about the channel 12 stuff. It's on channel 10. They're doing it at four o'clock in the afternoon. That's the one. Four o'clock next Thursday, which no one has a problem getting. And then the gubernatorial debate is that night. All right, strike that. Channel 12 already did their debate for both of them. Uh, they did it at the PPAC, and then they had Governor McKee and Ashley Kalis in studio. The final gubernatorial debate is on Channel 10, and they're doing two in one day. Four o'clock debate, that's interesting. But the one at night, you know, McKee, Governor McKee against Ashley Kalis, that will be an interesting dynamic. If she, here would be her goal. She's got to have a phenomenal debate. Come off that and just try to flip the script and dominate with momentum over the course of the final weekend, which is November 5th and 6th. And then Election Day is the 8th. I don't know. If you're Governor McKee, do you take the chance? Do you take the chance? They promised her three debates. They've added a radio debate. That counts for number three. So now there's four debates. If he comes down with COVID... I, I don't see how people will be outraged. It won't be covered that way. People just say, what do you want him to do? The guy came down with COVID. He can't debate. I see it as a viable out. It's an accepted excuse. COVID has become an acceptable excuse. There's nothing you can do. They've run out of time. And then, you know, it's not, okay, then what about the night before? It's not going to happen. If there's going to be a debate, it would be next Thursday night, which is November 3rd. They're not going to say he is COVID, so what about the Sunday night? Or he is COVID, what about the night before the election? They're not going to do that. Um, and I'm not sure if Channel 10 could pivot to that. I mean, I, I just don't see it happening. If they're going to do it, there'll be two debates next week. Now, Governor McKee may feel, hey, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid. We're going to win this thing. I'm not afraid. Fine. I'm going to get up there. I'm going to take some of her BS. He can't stand her. I mean, they, they really... Um, don't like Ashley Kalis. They feel she's disrespectful. They're very insulted by her demeanor. They're putting out their talking points, blah, blah, blah. So next week 
is a crucial week. What I'm telling you is I just don't think the Kalis people can count on. I don't think Ashley Kalis can count on what we're going to do is have a big final debate. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, she's definitely, you get better by doing them. Dr. Oz was not great last night, but he's never debated before. He was a television guy. He wasn't great. He made some mistakes. Debating is something you only get better by doing it. Two people that are very good debaters in our area are David Cicilline and Gina Raimondo. Very good because they've done it and they're good on their feet. Cicilline is that would be the race of all races. If there was ever a race of Cicilline against Gina Raimondo. And again, I'm not I'm not saying you have to be a fan. I'm just talking about that guy is a very, very skilled debater. He is. He's got the skills. Remember who the father was. Remember what his job had been. And Raimondo got better by doing it. Folks, this portion of the John Petro Show at 1257 on this Wednesday. And it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today, 401-885-4209 in Rhode Island. Heating and cooling. And in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus. Three generations they're available 24-7 for service and delivery. They offer online billing. You receive a free safety inspection. Folks, it's Propane Plus, residential or commercial. And they have a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. Residential or commercial. You type in your zip code and boom, Propane Plus. Right now, you're listing on this Wednesday. If you use propane, call Propane Plus. Make them your propane provider, 401-885-4209. And in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Well, folks, it's 1258. And again, the rest of the afternoon and the evening is going to be dominated by coverage of First Lady Jill Biden. By the way, again, she's not a doctor. She's not a medical doctor. She has a Ph.D. that is only reserved the only time you would identify her as a doctor. Actually, she's going to be on the campus at Rhode Island College. That's where it would apply. But other than that, it is it, they're misrepresenting her by continually referring to her as Dr. Jill Biden. There are plenty of people in the field of, of uh, academics that have a Ph.D. in education. So... Technically, you know, she's she's not a doctor is reserved for someone who is, in fact, a medical doctor. That's who we refer to as a doctor. All right. It's twelve fifty nine. Now, next hour, radio only. I believe we're going to talk to Dick Fossa. He started Democrats for Ashley, uh, former mayor of North Providence. I'm going to reach out to him. I spoke to him last night. Talk to that next hour. The latest on the first lady visit and a lot more. We will be doing Facebook Live later. But next hour, you can listen, AM 1380. When in doubt, the strong signal is AM 1380. And if you're riding around Northern Rhode Island, 99.9 FM, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. We're back on the other side. WNRI, Winsocket, W260DC. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. In a debate courtesy of News Nation, 
Democrat candidate for the Pennsylvania Senate, Dr. John Fetterman, rather, says he is fit for office physically. If my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve and and that's what I believe is appropriate. And now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run a campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning. Republican candidate Mehmet Oz was asked if he is fit for office after being accused of giving dangerous medical advice on his TV program. One of the great blessings of traveling around Pennsylvania is you run into people who have watched the show. They thank me very much for giving them life-saving advice on chronic issues like high blood pressure or dealing with their anxiety. The show did very well because it provided high-quality information that empowered people. The Pennsylvania Senate race, very close, rated its toss-up. Also at townhall.com, once a key part of the political season and an important role for newspapers, Editorial endorsements of candidates are fading away. The latest sign of the times is word that papers controlled by the Alden Global Capital Hedge Fund will no longer endorse candidates for president, governor, and U.S. Senate. In many cases, endorsements have fallen victim to both the news industry's troubles and the era's bitter politics. After many papers advised against voting for Donald Trump in 2016, and he won anyway, Many news organizations wonder if it's worth alienating readers when they're already hard enough to come by. Rich Thomason reporting. A Wonka Show, Wisconsin man Daryl Brooks convicted of killing six people by driving his SUV into a Christmas parade in suburban Milwaukee. And in Jackson, Michigan, three men have been accused of supporting a plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitman. They've been convicted on all of those charges. More at townhall.com. Welcome to the historic Colonel Blackington Inn in Attleboro. We're open for dining at 4 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. And try our famous brunch served every Sunday. And we're now accepting Thanksgiving dinner orders. A full dinner with all the fixings. Call now at 508-222-6022 by November 16th. And if you're looking to have a perfect setting for a holiday party or dinner, it's time to check your date at the Colonel Blackington Inn. And when you dine in or take out from the Colonel Blackington Inn, you can make a donation to our local community food bank at the same time. You might consider visiting us on Saturday evening or Sunday afternoon for live jazz entertainment, too. Time to enjoy an experience at the Colonel Blackington Inn, 203 North Main Street in Attleboro. Closed Monday and Tuesday. protested at the cemetery in Iran where Masha Amini is buried as activists call for demonstrations to mark 40 days since her death in police custody. Online videos show people streaming into Masha Amini's home city of Sarkez in western Kurdistan. Despite the heavy security presence and the violent suppression of weeks of protests, those gathered in the cemetery by her grave defiantly shouted, death to Hamani. Activists say the Iranian authorities had warned